You have three voicemails. So I've got here a number of letters, and if you can help me understand what those letters stand for, I got L G B T Q Q I A A. Another thing that's quite typical but offensive to people is when you say, "Oh, you're gay? Oh, I didn't know you were gay. I mean, you look normal." Oh, I love our friendship, how we hang out, how we interact. I enjoyed that so much. I was afraid if I said something wrong in that topic. That would offend you and hurt our relationship. Hello there. Welcome to the show where we have the convos about Vietnam. You know. Hello there. Welcome to Convo Comrades, a conversation with the community about Vietnam. We're on this second episode with our golden guest, Kian. So in the first episode, we talked about Kian's journey, self-discovery, and how he came out with his family and friends. And uh, some of the challenges that he faced as he went on his journey. So on this second episode, we're gonna dig deeper into the concepts and definitions of LGBT, and uh, also providing sort of an education and exploring all the concepts further, so everyone is aware. Okay, so let's start, guys. Thank you very much. A long dig deep, fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Kian, in this second episode, what we want to do is we want to start off with demystifying some of the concepts because obviously it is a very complex topic. Mm -hmm. So I've got here a number of letters, and if you can help me understand what those letters stand for and oh. what those words mean, okay? So I got L G B T Q Q I A A. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> In the question list, it only say LGBT. Okay, and that's that's where all the plus comes from. So let's go through one by one. And I think the most important thing for everyone to be aware of is that if someone is part of the LGBTQ plus community, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that they would know the ins and outs. Of all the other sort of people within the other letters, right. and I think we we shouldn't assume that as well. Um, so I think that's that's very important. So let's go let's go one by one, and the three of us can try to give our views on what we think it means. Okay. Okay. So L, what does L mean? Well, let's start with long. Oh, L for long. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let, let's start with long. I'm giving you the the easy one. This is basic information here. Oh, really? You sure? L for lesbian. Okay. Lesbian meaning uh, a a woman romantically attracted to another woman. So going back to the four dimensions I mentioned in the first episode, is it part of gender identity, sexual orientation, biological sex, or gender expression? I'm feeling like I'm being tested from my. <laughs> Kim Chan knows that. Kim Chan mouth mouth exercise. Yeah. So so lesbian is gender. <laughs> Sexual orientation is is whether you identify yourself as male or female, right? Okay, no, no, no. no. It's, it's no. Terrible. You get a one. Go back to your seat. <laughs> 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 okay, Ken. Why don't you go then, lesbian? Oh. <laughs> Lesbian is when you identify yourself as a woman and you are romantically and sexually attracted to women. Okay, so it's both gender identity as well as sexual orientation. I mean, yeah, the gender identity part comes from how you identify yourself as, right? Um, so the first part is you identify yourself as a woman. Mm. So that's the first step in the checklist. And then the sexual orientation 
is that you are a lesbian because you are a woman and then you are attracted to other women. Okay. I see. Okay, so let's go again. G stands for gay. Long, you go again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. L- listen, guys. So G stands for gay. Your sexual identity is a male. You identify yourself as a male. And you're sexually attracted, romantically attracted to another male. So your sexual orientation is gay. Yes, I'm correct. Yeah, okay. I think so. Well done, you get a 10. (laughs) (laughs) Your average is (laughs) 5.5. Okay, what does B stand for then, guys? (laughs) 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 Bisexual. Okay, and what does that mean? This is a tough one. Okay, I'm just going to say what I understand, okay? Mm -hmm. So bisexual, gender identity can either be men or women. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but sexual uh, sexual orientation is also either man or woman. So the, uh, a man or a woman can be attracted to both a man or a woman. Okay, that was pretty confusing. Kian, you want to jump in? <laughs> yeah, it, just, it simply means that you are you are attracted to both you know males and females, men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the sexual orientation spectrum, you can go both ways. Yeah. Um, okay. T. What does T stand for? Kian. Spill the T. It's it's it stands for transgender. So it means that you're. <laughs> I'm not the expert on this, so I'm just trying to remind me to come back to this topic. Even though I am a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, I don't feel that I'm that well educated on the LGBTQ. IA plus QIA plus <laughs> concepts and even basic things to think about these things as confidently as I'd like to. <laughs> Let's go back to the T. Transgender, it means that biologically you were born as a male or female, but you either you have underwent surgery to change into female or male respectively, or you identify yourself as female or male respectively without having to go through surgery i'll give you a seven for that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i don't even know why i'm the expert here i'm not supposed so to it, 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 it just means that they identify themselves as the gender other than that which were assigned to them at birth biologically yes through surgery no, not not through, not through surgery. It doesn't have to be. There doesn't have to be surgery involved. But this is what this is the, the part where I'm not too confident about. Okay, uh, let me jump in. Let me jump in. I'm I'm the researcher here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I I can only give you an explanation based on that one YouTube video that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's a pretty solid YouTube video. It's got like ninety five percent likes with fourteen thousand likes or something. So it, it's pretty solid. How many views? Uh, a few hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. yeah, okay. So my understanding of transgender is, so imagine the two sliding scales, okay? One is biological sex, mm. and the second one is gender identity. Biological sex is either you're male or female. You have male or female body parts, okay? Mm. And gender identity is how you think in your head, okay? Either you're a man or you're a woman. Yeah. So transgender is when there's a discrepancy between your biological sex and your gender identity. Mm-hmm. So the example is, if you have biological parts of a male, but you feel more feminine in your head, 
or in your mind. That's when you're transgender. And I think the process afterwards would be, you know, either you, you'd like to get hormonal treatments or you want to go surgery. I don't know. Okay. But that's transgender based on what I understand. Of course, the opposite is applicable as well. So if you have female body parts, but in your mind, you feel more male or men, um, that's when you're a transgender person. Uh, Does that make sense? Yes. So you always start with your biological gender. Biological sex. Yeah, biological <laughs> sex. And then you continue on to your sexual identity. Yeah. To see if those match. Yeah. So one is physical and one is mental. Mm. I see. Right. And then obviously the third one that we talked about in the first part of the episode is sexual orientation, which is in your heart. So the mm. easiest way to visualize mm. is vis- physical, mental, in your heart is, you know, who you want to have romantic feelings with. And then overall is just gender expression, what you wear, you know? Yes. How you want to curl your yes. hair. That's gender expression. Um, okay, let's move on. So that's T. Now we're going to the difficult ones now. Q. I'm lost. Okay, Long gets a zero. All right, Kian. <laughs> I think either stands for queer or questioning. But if you ask me what queer stands for, then I can't tell you for sure. Because I think normally speaking, queer just stands for, you know, someone who's... It covers all, all of that spectrum, right? LGBT. So that's usually what I put under Q. And questioning means, oh, you don't know what you are yet. You are still having questions about your gender identity and your sexual orientation. That's questioning. I think I'll give you a nine. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Based on the YouTube video that I watch, I'll I'll give you a nine for that. Um, And the only reason you didn't get a 10 is because you weren't very confident in your expression. (laughs) 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 But yeah, um, that's my understanding as well. Queer is, uh, you know, it's an umbrella term for anyone within, you know, this community. And questioning is someone who's still not very sure about you know, their gender identity, yes, sexual orientation, so on and so forth. Um, All right, I. We got I now. Long. What does I stand for? No idea. That starts with an N, but okay, good try. Uh, (laughs) I. I know I stand for intersex, but I'm not confident what intersex means. Okay, um... We're going to move on to A because I'm going to have to Google. <laughs> in the <sex> of <laughs> I just uh, want to clarify I... that in the list of questions sent to you, the QIA part wasn't there. <laughs> I also want to clarify in the part that I sent, and I'm prepared for listening <laughs> to No, I mean, the only reason why I'm bringing all of these up is yesterday where I started watching all of these videos and, you know, doing my research. It turns out that there are so many terms. Yeah, and so many yeah. different combinations because apparently there are these four dimensions that we talked about, right? right. And it's so complicated. Um, I thought it was just one dimension, but yeah, it, it's very complicated. Mm. Um, okay, A, what does A stand for then? Okay, let me go because I don't think Long knows. <laughs> a stands for um, asexual ally. Yeah, asexual means you are not romantically or sexually attracted to anyone. An ally just means that you are not a member of the LGBTQI community, but you are well, an ally to the community and you support them and you yeah, support them with their 
things. Okay, so that's a standard nine again. <laughs> so、yeah. I think you got the concept correctly. The delivery you need to work on. <laughs> But yes, asexual is someone who's not romantically or sexually attracted to anyone.、Mm. And then I might need to correct myself here because it might be they might be romantically attracted. But they're not sexually. Not sexually.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might be the case.、Yeah. And then ally is someone who's not part of the LGBT plus community, but who is an ally who is supportive of the different causes that they fight for.、Mm. So, for example, in this case, we might be part of the ally group. Okay. And、um, you know, one of the things that I learned through my research as well is, you know, if you meet someone. And you don't know how to address them. You should just confidently ask. You know, how would you like me to address you?、Yeah. And then insert the person's name. You don't go. You don't. You know, try to、uh, he, she, her. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> just ask them how they want to be addressed, and what pronouns they want to be used.、Um, so is it him, her, or is it they, there? I think recently there's this new term which is a zzer or something. No,、right? there's a lot zzer and zzer and a, a lot to be honest.、Yeah. And I, I'm I'm very ashamed to say that I don't remember all of these pronouns. But I just want to say I'm not sure if you've seen these on the emails that you've received. But I think recently、uh, there's been a initiative to put. Your pronouns、yes. on your signature blocks and also on your、mm-hmm. um, Zoom name、uh, display name as well.、Mm-hmm. So it's easier for everyone to just know how you know how how to refer to a person and how how to call a person. Yeah, I think it's a great initiative. No, that's something I picked up as well in my company. So you know, at the bottom of the signature, what you would see now is some people they would explicitly say wants to be referred to as he slash him. Or they slash them or something, right? Yeah. And、um, you know, there's an interesting story from one of my friends who works in the corporate as well, and they had a colleague who, you know, appearance-wise looks like a man, you know, with beard and everything, but under the、mm. signature, wants to be referred as she or her.、Yeah. So that took them by surprise, right? And then they were just like really conscious from then onwards to make sure that they address the person correctly and、mm. to show that level of respect. So the next question that I would have, Kian, is in Vietnam. Of course, in English, you've got all these terms, right? Yeah. In the Vietnamese language, is it similar, or is it much more difficult to have this distinction? I think we in Vietnamese it. You have these terms to, to the extent that you know you have the equivalent of she, her, and he in his right. You will have the same. So if if you meet someone who identifies themselves as male, then you refer to him as you know him, he, him, his, right? And that you have these words in Vietnamese as well. So you can yeah, it works the same with these. But I don't think we have, or at least to my knowledge, and I, and I have to admit that it's not a lot. But at least to my knowledge, I don't think we have the equivalent of. You know, them, they, and、um, Caesar.、Mm-hmm. S- Caesar. What? What does that、It's... mean? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about it for five minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Caesar, as in S H E S I R, but it's more like X Y R or something, if I remember correctly. X Y R. Ah,、uh, okay. C. So X E and X Y R. I think so. Yeah. We can read about this more after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's important to raise、yeah. the topic, right, and to have the discussion、um, from the start. Okay, so 
you mentioned that one of the most important things in Vietnam at the moment is to raise awareness and bring about education on this topic. What are the key areas do you think that we as a society should do then? Interesting question. I think the most important thing is to abolish the uh, impression that people, that some people still have that homosexuality and, you know, um, you know, gender identity and all these things is a mental issue that can be willed or changed at will, mm-hmm. right? I think it's one of the most important issues that you have to educate people because you have people like me that who thinks that you can will it, you can change it. I think some, sometimes it's, it's a more extreme version, but some people believe that you can cure, and I say cure again with air quotes, these things with biological means, say hormone injections, mm-hmm. which is totally wrong because it's not, you know, the cause of homosexual, at least, you know, for gay people, you're not gay because you have too much estrogen and not enough testosterone. But somehow that's an impression that and I'm not, I don't think that it's a Vietnam only thinking that it's not the thoughts that only Vietnamese people have in particular. But I've, I've heard a lot of people in Vietnam say these things like, you know, oh, it's because of the imbalance in your hormones. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're gay, mm-hmm. it's because you have too much estrogen. It's because you eat too much beef and you eat too much, you know, soya beans and tofu. And things like that. So if you want to stop being gay, get, we all know you're a bit gay here. Stop holding up your story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to stop being gay, then go get, uh, you know, testosterone injections. I've known people who, who have that. I don't think it worked. Uh, and I don't think it worked for him in particular. And I don't think it works, uh, in general. I say cure again with airports for, mm-hmm homosexuality. I think, again, say awareness of this in in umbrella terms, but underneath there's a lot of issues or misunderstandings and misconceptions that people have mm. on the issue of, you know, sexuality. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the key part. Okay. I think this is more common for the older generation as well. Yes. There's an element of disbelief Right, they they cannot believe it. They what they've always believed is male is male, female is female, and if there's discrepancies, this is an illness. Again, using air quotes, right? Because to their knowledge, they, they cannot accept it. They think this should be fixed because there's only male and female. But now, I think the most important thing to educate and to to show the world, to share with the world, is it's a normal thing. It's not an illness. It's completely fine to accept and for people to operate as normal people and i think uh you know pop culture movies are doing a great job at showcasing that but uh, more is needed to to let everyone know yeah Mm -hmm. and to what extent do you think that people like us need to be understanding of people from that generation given the societal exposure that they had the experiences that they had yeah you know, they've been raised and they've been living in that environment for 40, 50, 60 years of their lives. That's how they are programmed to think. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right in the fact that we have to have a certain understanding of them, where they're coming from, right? 
you know, they, they've been having this mindset. This is what it's been for them for so long. And these are all new. You know, some of these things are new to us as well. We're sitting here today talking about this and supposed to, we knew we were, we were supposed to talk about this, but still, like, I'm a member of this community, but some concepts are still new and still confusing to me. So imagine how new and confusing it is to, you know, our parents mm-hmm. and, you know, even people who are the generation before our parents, you know, my grandparents, yeah. like, it, it has to be very confusing for them. So it's, it is very important to keep that in mind and have a certain level of understanding. You know, don't, don't, don't get too personal when they say something that you think, oh, this is not right. So one of the issues that I've encountered a lot is this is particular only to Vietnamese. Um, but you know how, uh, sometimes people say, right? As in like, mm-hmm. To use that as meaning that, oh, it's a bad thing that happened to you. And a lot of people take uh, offense to that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think the LGBT community should keep a very open mind when it comes to this. Because I've had a colleague who said that, and I said, oh, you shouldn't say that. It's, you know, some people might take offense. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind because I know where, where you're coming from. I, I know you're not homophobic or you have, you have no meaning, but that's just how, yeah. all this is new to you, so... I can't expect you to like know all this and adapt and change that quickly. But he felt really bad, like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he, he sent me like a wrong, you know, <laughs> message saying, "Oh, I didn't know. I'm so stressed." I said, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, don't uh, report me to HR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is all for information and you know, for educational purposes only. And so you don't, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm fine and I'm quite chill about all this, but. Some people might take offense, so this is all for your information only. But, but Ken, that's me. I mean, that's me. Ken, if 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 he's running for manager, you can eliminate your competition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a few years back, uh, he told me. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was saying that's me when I uh, first had that conversation with you. I was so afraid of the word choices that I just couldn't speak because I don't I don't know which I'm not educated. Yeah, in this field. I was going to uh, finish the sentence off for you so that you don't look bad. But, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know a lot of people who are very who are very easily offended when it comes to the issues because yeah. they think that it's it's something that everybody should know. But I don't think it's something that everybody should know. So that's why education is important, right? You have. There has to be someone telling them, oh, you know, honey, you shouldn't be saying yeah. these things. You shouldn't be saying be gay. Or another thing that's quite typical, uh, but a bit offensive to people is when you say, oh, you're gay? Oh, I didn't know you were gay. I mean, you look normal. And then <laughs> yeah. okay. people take offense to that because, you know, yeah. people say, oh, it, it it, it, it's an implication that or being gay or being homosexual or uh, etc. is not is abnormal, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think it's just the way that people are so used to saying they don't mm-hmm. mean that you are abnormal in the sense that there's something wrong with you. It's just that mm-hmm. you are, you know, extraordinary things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you you are in these situations, um, you have to keep a very open mind and you have to know where the person is coming from. A lot of people who are not in the in the community, they are very supportive because my my colleagues are very off. off uh, I was going to say offensive. My colleagues are very supportive, but <laughs> some of them are not as educated and some of them are, are like long as well. 
some of them <laughs> they haven't been around i mean long they have been around me and around people in the lgbti community a lot i'm sure but a lot of my colleagues haven't been around like the community mm. a lot yeah. or haven't been exposed to the concepts a lot so they are very confused and it's very new to them and mm-hmm. uh if you if us from the community take offense about these things easily and you know don't don't show them some kind of you know friendliness and a willingness to cooperate and work together um they may feel you know a bit shunned they may feel a bit oh uh, this is such a uncomfortable topic. Yeah. Best case scenario, they they dance around it and they try not to bring it up. Uh, yeah. But worst case scenario, you know, you damage the situation and they don't feel as willing to get educated about the cause and you know support the cause as they initially initially were. Mm-hmm. So from the community ourselves, that's that's a thing that we should keep in mind as well. I think that's a great point, and I think that's a very progressive and positive mindset to have from an LGBT plus community perspective because mm. you know I can already speak from someone who's outside of that community and yeah I think you know it's, it's not like five years ago I'm confident to speak about this topic right and I think I was in quite a similar position as long as well and when you're not exposed to the topic and the terms and you know the different ways of expressing you know the, the things around the topic then you have this tendency to be relatively uncomfortable and hesitant in how you use the words. And if the other person is willing to show that positivity and open-mindedness and to correct you in a respectful manner as well, that empowers you Mm -hmm. to have further conversations with the person rather than shy away, like you say, crawl back into your little cave and just hide uh, and not bring up the topic at all. So I think it's both ways. It's both ways. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it goes both ways. Don't be afraid to, I don't want to say call out, but don't be afraid to tell people that, oh, they shouldn't be saying that. But, you know, tell them in a friendly and constructive manner, right? You'd be like, oh, this may be a little offensive to the community. Or you shouldn't be saying that. Next time you should be saying this or avoid these things. And on the other hand, people outside the community, don't be afraid. Uh, or don't feel, you know, um, pushed away when when you receive those kind of feedbacks and little piece of information, right? Don't feel like, oh, we are calling you out and, oh, oh this is such an complicated issues and you don't want to talk about it anymore. It's just me trying to tell you that, oh, this is how we feel and, you know, it would, you know, mean a lot of to us and we would be grateful if you can speak in this kind of way and avoid speaking in this kind of way so that, you know, yes. so we feel that it's, you know, safe and welcome. I feel these words are for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> because um, the only LGBT person I know is Yukin. And uh, let me describe that interaction that we had. You know, let's explore that, okay? So I've always assumed that you are gay, okay? And, and I have always been nervous to talk about that topic. I, I love the fact that um, I love our relationship, you know, our friendship, how we hang out, how we interact. I, I love that. And... I enjoyed that so much. I was afraid if I said something wrong in that topic that would offend you and hurt our relationship. So that's why I've always shied away from, okay, let's don't talk about it. I'm happy with things as it is now. Mm. I want to preserve that. Mm. Uh, but but uh, you are like my teacher, right, in this field. So as you are open, you teach, you talk openly, providing constructive feedback, corporate term there. Yeah. Constructive feedback. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I'm, I'm more willing to learn and I'm more open now to to talk to the next LGBT person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, with more talking and with more discussion, we bring more awareness and the whole society will level up Yeah, Sooner or later. I, I had this colleague who I told you who was a big fan of you as a DJ Long. Uh, so we we had to share. I, yeah, I have a colleague <laughs> who shared. When you said a big fan of you, I thought the Hill would be the name that comes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any friends who's a big fan of you here. But I have oh a colleague who shared the same room with me at the office who's a big fan of DJ Long King. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> And he's, he's a colleague that I, I was referring to when I say, you know, I told him, oh, You shouldn't be saying this and that. He sent me that. Call him text. out. Call him out. What's his name? What's his promotion? <laughs> <laughs> But he's, he's a very supportive ally. And he's a very curious person, naturally. So he he asks a lot about these things, right? So he's like, yeah, but okay. So if I do this, would you feel offended? I said, oh, yeah. Okay. So but if I do this. But then I do this. Would you feel offended? I was like, yeah, it depends. Hmm. I guess it's a combination of him willing to learn and trying to like build that relationship with me, right? Because he's like, oh, trying to yeah. know all that. And I don't feel offended when when he asks me those questions. But hmm. I know some people would be a bit offended getting asked those questions. And I, I don't know why, but... You see, that's what I don't agree with in terms of, okay, if some of the questions require just like pure logic and reasoning, right? And if you're a sensible person, you would know the answer to. <laughs> Don't ask those questions. But there are certain questions where, you know, you can't just easily Google them. You can't easily apply logic to them. You need someone within the community to show you what yeah. is right and what is wrong, what is best practice. Yeah. That person, the person in the community can't be dismissive of that. And you need to play a role to educate the other person. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Completely agree. And I'd like to clarify one thing. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> I'm a producer. That's the correct word. I'm not offended by it. You can call me producer. <laughs> can I call you DJ? Yo, friend of Kian, like, you want to check out my channel instead? It's probably better. <laughs> Has he checked out your channel? I think he did. Because I think the... Don't uh, tell me he went to my channel to watch Long's music video. Yes. He went to your channel to look at that. Was, was a PPP uh, song on your channel here? Uh, PPP yes. song. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I was like, oh no, there's another song called PPP. And he's like, no, wait, 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 wait. And then we tried to find it on Long's channel. We couldn't find it. I was like, no, I think it's on Hill's channel. So he oh. went to your channel. He's like, oh my God. Like, great camera work. Yes. But then... And then the only thing he clicked on was a PvP song. Uh, but to be fair with you, he did compliment on your camera work in that video as well. So, oh, hey. this is great. Yeah. All right, thank don't you. call him out. Thank don't you. call him out. Make him manager. It's fine. I have another colleague who's a, I don't, I'm not sure he's a big fan, but he's, who's, he's a subscriber Wait, what? of yours. What, what fan? What, sorry, what word did you use? <laughs> Not a fan. And I wouldn't say he's a fan, but he's a subscriber of yours. And I didn't know until I somehow appeared on one of the videos and he asked me about it. So, oh. Oh, was it the one that you were wearing a, a, a sleeping gown and a wig <laughs> with long hair? Korean, Korean movie. Korean movie. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, let's move on. Okay. So I think that's a very insightful conversation relating to educating someone on a day-to-day -day basis and on a conversational basis. What are the sort of events that have been held in Vietnam to raise awareness? I know that you went to that Pride Parade. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us more? To be very honest with you, um, I haven't been to the latest 
Pride, which is the Pride last year. I don't think there's any Pride to be held this year because of the coronavirus. But this is what I might think a an unpopular opinion. I don't think Pride Parade itself is a great educational tool mm-hmm. when it comes to educating people, both within and outside of the LGBT. I just I just want to say LGBT uh, from now on because LGBTQIA plus is a bit long and my mouth is feeling a bit dry. Um, yeah both inside and outside of the LGBT uh, community when it comes to the issues that we talked about just now, right? This is not a mental issue and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Pride, especially the parade, is great when it comes to, in my opinion, it's more of a an event for the community to have that opportunity to go out and show yourself and be proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't do a lot when it comes to educating the people Again, both outside and inside the community, um, some of these may be very basic principles and concepts of the community and of the issue itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not the person who, I, I don't follow a lot of these talks. I don't know if there's these talks or these like um, seminars on the issues or these educational workshops on these issues, but at least to me, I've never seen a lot of these educational workshops or events or, you know, talk or these sort of events where people get educated on these issues. I think it's a difficult thing to do as well because you can't just get a bunch of random people, especially outside of the community, to come to a an event and then get educated on, oh, hey, homosexuality is not a mental issue. It's a, it's a very difficult and a very nuanced topic and a very difficult thing to do to organize. Mm-hmm. So it, it's I think it's understandable. If, if that's indeed the case, that there has not been a lot of these uh, events, then I understand why that's the case. Mm-hmm. But at least from what I've seen, um, I don't see a lot of these events where people get educated on the real important issues that you know impact the community, like say, for my issue that I have with my parents, I don't see any, yeah. I'm not say parents, but with my dad, I don't see any events being held that may help or any educational, um, you know, material that may help with that, right? Um, so I think that's one thing that can be looked at and can be worked on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my mind, I, uh, I'm thinking the only educational source for people on this it's just online youtube google yeah but if they don't have the awareness if they hadn't thought about this topic in the first place they would not actively or proactively search how do i learn more about this right so i, I think raising awareness yeah but again google is a very dangerous thing because mm. let me tell you my mom saw really weird things when she went on google <laughs> look to look at these things you can't control what's on Google, right? And yeah. especially for people outside the community, they don't know what's a legitimate and credible source and authority on these issues, are, right? Yeah. For me, as a member of the community and who's participated a bit in some of the activities of the community, and I know, oh, these are the authorities and these institutions and bodies who have, you know, credible on these issues, who has mm. credits on these issues. But I, I put myself in my mom's shoes, uh, my mom's tiny shoes, and it's, I imagine that it's difficult for her to go on Google and type the things out and try to get educated on because yeah. you get a, a number of things, right? <laughs> what if she gets, you know, directed to a hit site 
and they say, oh, homosexuality is a sin and it's a mental issue. You have to get electric shock and things like that. And she found out about the hormones online as well. And she tried to talk me into getting one of those. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of things on that. So, yeah, Google is a great tool. But I, I think it's so important to have. If you are doing it independently, then keep an open mind. Try to look at as many materials, as much materials as you can and try to be logical about it. Mm. But if you have a member of the community to, to, to walk you through that and to help you with that uh, research, then it may be better and it may be more efficient because then, mm-hmm. you know, it eliminates all of those frivolous <laughs> and really weird, weird, weird things on the internet. To what extent do you think Vietnamese pop culture plays a role in raising awareness? Because to be honest, over the past 10 years, the themes of, let's say, LGBTQ humor mm-hmm. is quite prominent, isn't it, in the entertainment industry? You've got yeah. artists like B.B. Chen and, you know, so many others who have been so well-known now. And that, in a way, I think raises somewhat of an awareness. Wait, he's in the community? Uh, yeah, for outsiders to know more about the community. Okay, this is a, a difficult topic because I think... It, it boils down to the, again, I like to stress that discussion was not included on the list of questions. So I may be talking out of my ass <laughs> right now. Uh, oh, it, it boils down to the, to the concept that Vietnamese people have, this impression that Vietnamese people have. Mm-hmm. There's a saying in Vietnam, uh, I don't know what's the English equivalent to it, but the Vietnamese is Sun Ka Loi. What? So right. basically it I, means... I was very confident to try to translate that, but no, I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> what does that means, mean? Generally, it means... It's a very dismissive statement of the people working in the entertainment, uh, who, who are entertainers. Mm-hmm. So basically, it just means that, you know, singers, actors, uh, those people are just, you know, full I don't know how to translate that, but are not people to be taken seriously. Are people who oh, okay. are, yeah, who are not, you know, they're quite theatrical, they're quite yeah, dramatic, yeah. they're over the top, is it? Not over the top, but more like they don't know anything, you know, airheads. Like <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And I think it's a general perception a lot of the Vietnamese population have with the showbiz, right? Especially with people who are much older, like my parents' generation and even people before that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I want to tell you an example. So my mom's dad, he works in the entertainment field. He's a, I don't know what's the translation. He's, he's a CEO too. Ah. So he's a cameraman yep. and he, he's been working in that for a very long time and he in a sense, he's quite prominent in in what he does in his community. But he forbade my mom and her sisters to do anything remotely related to show business because he said it's it's no good. You won't be good people if you go into that route. Define good. I don't know. That's what he said. I mean, I can't. I can't tell you what he meant by when he said good people. But that's the impression that he has. He say just like people who are you know, spend their time singing and dancing and do nothing to contribute to society. I don't agree with that, but that's what he said. He himself works in that um, industry. industry. So that's just an example to tell you that that's the mindset that people have with Mm -hmm. show business, right? Mm. And then that combined with the fact that you don't really have any LGBTQ icon or role model in Vietnam has a good influence over the population. 
so you don't have anyone who's like who people like my parents and my grandparents can look at and be like oh hmm. yeah he's a person from the community but look at him he's you know accomplished and he's someone that can be a role model and and things like that we don't really have someone who we can point at and be like that mm-hmm. so i think those two facts combined results in the fact that the vietnamese pop culture doesn't really do much when it comes to yeah does 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 not do a lot when it comes to educating much older people and, and people in general of the issues related to the communities and there's another issue as well that lgbt and you know being gay being homosexual is often used as a joke quite openly yeah yeah that's what i realized yeah. as well so yeah. usually that's there's a negative connotation attached to those mm-hmm. so unconsciously in people's mind it, it gives them this negative impression of being gay right mm. so all of that combined in, in my opinion because of all that um vietnamese pop culture has not been doing a very great job when it comes to you know advancing the lgbt interest in vietnam mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to your second point actually the role model i actually thought um thai Kong, you know him Taikong yeah. uh, architect. <laughs> I, I'm not going to comment on his design work, right? So, but I thought he looked uh, accomplished and successful on his YouTube videos. So I thought he's a good role model to the general public that okay, he is a gay person and he's accomplished so many things in life and he's living a happy life, successful, talented. Uh, I thought he is a role model on YouTube world. I don't think he's on TV. No. Maybe there's some program, but yeah. Yeah, but again, I think for the older generation, I think they they want someone to look at someone more like someone who's the equivalent of, equivalent of say Tim Cook, mm. right? Someone who's mm. you know. Last time I checked, I don't think Tim Cook worked in the entertainment industry. <laughs> oh, that's what I say. I mean, <laughs> what I meant was older people generally look at don't look at the show business. For yeah. you know, people who they want to point at and tell their kids, oh, this is what how you should be like, mm-hmm. right? They look at people, you know, managers, lawyers, businessmen, business, uh, business. architect, yeah. uh, engineer, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be really helpful if one of the sharks in Shark Tank would come out. Do you think they just they, they did have that that though, right? But he wasn't really. It's not very well known to the older people. I think you used to have one child who was gay. He was quite open, but it's not like openly gay. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, I, I did not know that. Maybe I need to research on which shark it is. Uh, I think it was there about three or four years ago. Okay. So I'd like to ask, you know, with your experience growing up, right, what would the best way to educate? So let's say if you could design an education system now, all the way from primary school to you know, when you grew up, events happening annually you know, in a prominent district in the city. What would you implement just so everyone, both children and old, grows up and they have a educated... Okay, so to rephrase Long's question, Long wants you to devise a grand strategy for a country <laughs> in one minute. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I can be expecting to talk about my love story, not this. Um, that is such a difficult question. Oh my god! I know, I know. I don't even want to get into education. Like, uh, no, I think 
Okay, the best I can come up with in one minute uh, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on such short notices, I think you can't really teach children too much about these kind of things like, oh, it's not a mental issue, it's not a, a hormone imbalance, etc. Because I don't even know what hormones are, right? Mm. So I think in, in principle, it boils down to the very, very core issue. It's a, it's a natural thing and you do not mm. discriminate people or uh, you know, prejudice against people based on their sexuality or their gender identity, mm. right? I think that that's what should be taught young kids because again, it comes to the to the to the thing that we talked about at the start of the podcast. I mean, the last episode where we where I my personal belief is that you know homophobia is taught. So it's not something that you were born with; it's taught. So I think yeah. What we can do is to teach young kids that, you know, and love everyone, embrace mm. all that, you know, do not discriminate. Yeah, embrace differences. I think it's, it's to an extent, it's already been taught, right? You know, love everyone, uh, be friendly with your friends. But I think it's missing that tiny piece, let's <laughs> say, even if they're gay, you know, even if they're different. So maybe a chapter in Zazu Komzan yeah. about loving your LGBT friend. <laughs> I think it's going to be quite difficult to put yeah. in. <laughs> I, I, I think it has to be a program or something. Yeah, it has, it has to be a program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but let me tell you this, though. I, in, my, in my opinion, I think the revelators in Vietnam are, are quite LGBT friendly mm. in a sense that they are open to listening to suggestions and recommendations when it comes to LGBT issues. You know, there's been a lot of legislation reform efforts uh, when it comes to LGBT issues, which I will not be going into too much details, unless you ask me. But from what I've heard and from what I've seen, they're quite open about that, you know, including prohibition of discrimination based on sexuality uh, into laws and regulations, things like that. They're, They're open to listening to that and take comments on that. Obviously, not a lot of legislations has been implemented, and I think we're still not a very well-developed country when it comes to um, regulations on LGBT issues. But from what I've heard and from what I've seen, I think um, legislators and regulators keep quite an open mind when it comes to LGBT issues. That's a good point that you raised, because I think the other silver lining for Vietnam is that we're not really a Christianity country, yeah, aren't yeah. we? And of course, we all know the debate about Christianity and, mm-hmm. you know, LGBT. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very heated debate in the West, especially for countries who follow Christianity. And so, yeah, that's not really one of the friction points yeah. for this topic in Vietnam. Just very quickly, what are the main legal things for an LGBT person in Vietnam? Can you get married, no. same-sex marriage? Or? There's no legal protections yet. So same-sex marriage is not recognized in Vietnam because under the law, it still say marriage between one man or one woman. Yeah. So marriage is not recognized, um, which is a shame really because without being able to marry, there's a lot of difficulties. But it's not criminalized, so that's more than a lot of countries can speak for itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, there hasn't been any, or there hasn't been a lot of discrimination cases because of homosexuality, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. The next topic that I want to raise is in terms of the processes and infrastructure and the design that's in place in the environment around us. So, for example, toilets. Mm. You get toilets, and it's a very clear male and female. Yeah. 
dichotomy or binary concept, right? Yeah. You go to the left or you go to the right. How do you feel about this? Are you personally affected by this? If yes, why? And if no, what about the other people within the community? No, yeah. Um, I think the issue of toilet, I understand, affects the transgender community the most, right? Because when they identify themselves as male, they want to use the male bathrooms, mm-hmm. right? Mm. But, you know, some people may not see them as male and see them as females. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the issue comes from. So it doesn't really affect me as a gay person because I identify myself as male, I use the male bathroom, etc. Mm-hmm. as it goes on. So it doesn't affect me at all. Um, Vietnam, as far as I know, unfortunately has not implemented or does it not have any non-binary bathrooms. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I know. There may be some somewhere, but as far as I know, there has not been any of that. The best we have is, you know, that one bathroom that you can both use, whether you're male, male or female at, you know, restaurants, right? That you mean the one... disabled bathroom or what? No, no. You should oh, have just like one, one. Yeah, just one bathroom with no sign. Yeah. yeah. But I have never seen a toilet that say, oh, non-binary. Yeah. So it's a shame, really. Um, but I don't expect there to be, at, at least like for public bathrooms and, you know, bathrooms that like, you know, shopping malls, I don't expect there to be any anytime soon. Yeah. When I say so, usually I think within the next, say, five years, I don't know. I, I, I'm not very confident that there will be one within the next five years in, you know, mm-hmm. public places. In private places, though, it's up to the the owner's choice, right? Whether you yeah. want to have, you know, the owner of the establishment, uh, whether they want to have that. Yeah. So, at, at, you know, really progressive place. Maybe it well, might be um, in the near future. Yeah, I mean, even in a developed, a supposedly developed country like the UK, yeah, um, in London as well, you know, you wouldn't see three bathrooms. It's still only two, isn't That's it? That's true. I've never seen yeah. it. No. Okay, what about forms then? So in the UK, increasingly, I'm seeing more of, do you identify yourself as male ticket, female ticket, or another box that is prefer not to say, or even LGBT or others or whatever. In Vietnam, is it still only two boxes? As far as I know, yes, only two boxes. But then this is difficult because most of the forms that I've been, you know, filling out recently are very important forms like, you know, for my identity cards, for my passport. And mm-hmm. for that, I would imagine mm-hmm. you would have to fill out your biological sex mm-hmm. due to, you know, security reasons, right? I haven't been to, thankfully, I haven't been to a hospital in a while. So I'm not very confident in my answer. But I, I don't think there's been any change to the two box system yet. At least most of the most of the places still have the two box systems, and I don't think there's any line that say, "Oh, you identify yourself as what." I don't think there's any of that yet. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything else that you want to ask, Long? Uh, about this? Do you feel that okay on a scale of one to ten, if you were to give you a rating of confidence level at the start of the podcast, hmm. you know, one being holy shit, you're not willing to open your mouth and say anything. <laughs> and then 10 is, oh my God, I am so exuberantly confident that the golden guest doesn't even need to say a single word. I will take charge of this podcast. Mm. What was your rating at the start of the podcast? And what is your rating now? I'd say I was at number two before the podcast, right? I was like so nervous. I'm so scared. I don't want to offend Kian. I don't want to say something bad. 
I want to keep things as is, status quo. That's it. I'm happy with it. <laughs> But a part of me also wanted to learn more, and this has been useful. And now I'm at uh, I wouldn't say 10. <laughs> I would say six. <laughs> so there, there are more things to learn. I guess this is fair enough. Okay, and uh, yeah. you know what? It actually makes more sense if Kian, you give long of rating. So at the start of the podcast and at the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, it's interesting because let me tell you this: I have never gotten that impression from Long. Ever that he's uncomfortable with the topic, right? Because mm. and I've, I've always had that impression of Lord. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the impression because we were very comfortable with each other. Yeah, yeah. Right. We spent yeah, a lot yeah. of time together. We even like we we were even housemates at one point. And I've never yeah. had that impression from from him at all. And he's never done anything that made me feel uncomfortable. But. Not not until two weeks ago, when I realized so we when we actually had to talk about this, when I realized, oh, this may be like an issue that he's uncomfortable about, and then I I was quite confused. I was like, but why is he uncomfortable about this? That is so strange. Like he's never it been was, uncomfortable about this at all. It, it it was so funny. So for some context, guys. So on that introductory call, okay, Long was going through the agenda with Kian, and I was. I was actually preparing to leave the house because I had other plans as well. So I was just like changing clothes in the background, but I left the speaker on so I could hear the whole conversation. And during that four hours of pausing, that you know, Long was trying to utter the final <laughs> words in the agenda. <laughs> We were going through the Law of the Rings movies. Um, I saw Kian in the background. He was completely normal, but then he ended up like holding something and fidgeting. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, he had to like grab something and just fiddle around with it during that long pause just to make it less awkward. It's so bloody funny. Yeah, so then I think, guys, if you're listening to this, um, you know, talk to your friends. If you have friends who are not in the community, ask. You know, sometimes ask them if they are comfortable. If they, you know, if there's anything that they want to ask you about, because because you know, I've never gotten that from long, but then. I just realized, mm. and I've known him since twenty what twelve, twenty thirteen, eleven, and only like two weeks ago I realized that oh, this is actually an uncomfortable, uncomfortable topic for him. So yeah, don't don't be afraid to reach out to to talk about these issues, right? Because it it benefits both of you, mm. both the people within the community, because you are you know spreading awareness and you're educating people outside the community and you're spreading the words. Uh, so I talked to you about this long and. Then, Maybe you will go on and talk to your friends about this, or you will talk to your child, exactly. your children about this. In if you ever want to have one, or your nephews and nieces, yeah, 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 yeah. And then to reiterate, right? Because I'm definitely comfortable around you. It's just the topic that makes me nervous because I don't want to ruin it. Mm. I some somehow in my head I thought if we speak about it and I choose the wrong words or express the wrong opinion. Mm. I will ruin it. I will lose this good friendship that we had. So let's just avoid avoid conflict. That's what I've been. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to be doing. fair, that's a very common perspective and mindset yeah. for yeah, parents as well. You know, parents they have this you know relationship with the kids at the moment. The status quo is very nice, stable. Everything's going well. Hmm. Even though probably on the back of their mind, they might think, oh, okay, something is probably not what I yeah. expected. Uh, from a sexual orientation perspective of my kid, 
I just don't want to talk about it because everything's going well at the moment. Yeah, I think it's the case with my parents as well. I think they've been in denial for a really long time. Um, even my dad right now. Uh, let's be honest, guys. You can't look at me and live with me and think that I'm straight, right? So I think my dad has been going through the biggest, you know, period of denial, the longest one. And I think it just, it just wants to avoid talking about that altogether. Mm-hmm. But then it came out, it happened. And yeah, oh my God. It happened on my birthday as well. It happened on my 28th birthday when he found out. And it was such a painful birthday meal. But yeah, it, in a sense, it was quite a fortunate thing that he found out. I'm at that age where I've got to get things moving, right? I had to have my family and, you know, if I want to have kids, I should be having them soon. Um, that's not a message to you, Long. Is that my thing? If I want to have kids, I want to have them soon. Yeah. So I think it's a fortunate thing that I, my dad find out about this and we start the process of getting him to resolve this with him, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't matter what the, you know, the outcome may be, you know, because we, we can't eliminate the worst possible outcome, right? But still, we have at least kicked off that process instead of leaving that, leaving the elephant in the room there forever. So I, I think it, it is, in a sense, it's a good thing to make up for now. Okay, perfect. So I think it's a good time to end the second episode of Convo Comrades, what we talked about. Already? Yeah. I mean, it's more than an hour, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Ooh. We talked about so many things. We talked about uh, debunking the definitions of the different terms within the LGBT plus vocabulary. We talked about education and raising awareness in Vietnam and also how we felt from the start of episode one till the end of episode two. In episode three, what we're going to do is we're going to talk more about Kian's industry, uh, which is in <laughs> law. And really what it's like moving from the UK back to Vietnam to pursue the law career path and what it's like to be an LGBT person, dating someone within your own company and um, being in that corporate environment. Yes. Guys, follow us at Convo Comrades on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a comment, leave your questions, and we're happy to read them out in the next episode. That's for now. Bye-bye.